Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast was created to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and remember who you are, light and love. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Again, that's heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 391. This episode could not be more timely for this new year, especially if you're wanting to create more wealth and abundance in your life. I'm going to warn you, this is probably one you're going to want to listen to multiple times. In today's interview, you are going to learn the secrets to living an abundant and prosperous life. Welcome to today's interview. I brought on Donna Campbell. Donna, welcome. Thank you so much, Heather, for having me. I'm excited, and this is such a pleasure. Please give listeners a little background. Where do you live, and what do you do? I live in Big Fork, Montana, but I love traveling the world, and I love coming back home. And I am considered a mind whisperer in the media world, but what I call myself is a thought form energy healer because we're always working with our thoughts and the energy underneath the thoughts to shift and change them to create instantly the life that we are to have with happiness, prosperity, and love. Well, and I'm excited today because we've talked already about quantum physics and energy and vibration and money and financially fit. And we're going to cover a lot today, but let's start. How did you get into this work? Well, first, my original career, I was a financial advisor and a managing principal of an investment firm. And during that time, I wasn't able to digest food for over two years, and I didn't know what was wrong. And doctors through Western medicine weren't able to discover what was wrong with me. So after those two years, I sought out natural healing, natural medicine, and learned through oriental medicine that because there was something in the outside of my life, I wasn't able to digest, I wasn't digesting my food. And so I had no nutrition within my body during those two years. And when it started healing, and I was able to digest food, what surfaced was the part I couldn't digest. And that was the infidelity of the marriage that I had, the amount of anger that I was holding on. So I had a real strong emotional connection to anger, which destroyed my entire digestive system. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, I want to offer you some additional resources. Check out my website, heatherhakes.com and take the free life assessment. This is a great tool to take inventory in life where you're feeling in alignment and abundant and where you're simply feeling stuck, stressed out, or as someone recently emailed me, completely ruining their life. I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. Again, check out my website, heatherhakes.com and click on course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one coaching. I will teach you what has taken me years and tens of thousands of dollars to learn in which you can start implementing right now. To learn more and schedule your free strategy call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. 
Now back to regular programming. So then I took a year off from the financial services world, moved to an ashram, which is a spiritual living community to understand physics and meditation and brainwave patterns and all the things that it had in common, which was me. And when I left, I was financially devastated being unemployable in the financial services world. I followed all the money roles, but as a single parent, two children, nobody was hiring during the global recession. So I went through all three of those things, my health, my wealth, and my relationship all ending within four to five years. And I made some promises to the energy, to spirit, to source, that if I was kept safe from an abusive situation that I almost died from, then I would dedicate my life to this healing path. So that's what got me here. I'm fulfilling my promise. It's 12 years later and I'm not stopping. Well, that's what I love about Eastern med is um, dealing with the root cause because Western med tends to deal with symptoms, what I call band-aiding. But when you understood the root cause was all this built up anger, creating yeah. this dis-ease in your body and dealing with that, then everything changed for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the very first things that changed was the weight that I was holding on to. I was going to the gym five, six days a week, had a personal trainer counting calories, did that for a year and a half, did not release one extra pound. And then because I had been sick. And then when the marriage dissolved, I quit going to the gym, quit counting calories. The anger started transforming naturally. And over the next three months, I lost over 40 pounds and I was trying to release the excess weight from having my second child. And the only thing that changed was my environment. And I was no longer angry or coming home to anger and 40 pounds came off of my body just from one emotional change. That's what I love. And actually Abraham Hicks, I I've heard one of their audios on YouTube, but Abe said that somebody had, and I don't like the word lost because normally when something is lost, you want to find it. Find it. Exactly. So this guy released 17 pounds and just like you changed nothing other than his energy and his vibration. So that's what, you know, but we're conditioned to, you got to hustle and grind and make things happen and take action. You had the personal trainer and you're going to the gym and you're doing all the movement. Mm -hmm. And that's when people have got to wake up and realize, wait, yes. there's got to be another way. So that's what I would love for you to talk more about energy and vibration and how we're creating our reality and our health and our finances and everything else. Yes, absolutely. So here's what I've discovered over the last, gosh, 15, 20 years studying this is that from the moment you are born to the day you exit this earth, your subconscious is recording everything as a literal event. And then it's assigning emotions and feelings that you're feeling moment by moment to those events. And that gives us our operating system to operate by. Now, the problem with this is that our awareness level of this even happening might only be 10%. Scientists measured Albert Einstein's brain, and that was his awareness level. Well, I'm not Einstein, but I like a good round number. So what's the other 90% doing? Well, it's sending out the emotional frequency, the feelings that we feel associated to the events that we're creating in the moment to magnetically attract back to us. See, we're electromagnetic beings, so energy runs up and down our body, but through our energy centers, the Sanskrit word is chakras, it goes in and out to magnetically attract back what we're feeling moment by moment. 
And that's what creates our energy field in our aura. So if you're sending out an energy field, um, a frequency of anger, like I had been, I was going to attract back anger. And eventually it goes into the density of the physical body because your body's not meant to hold that frequency. And when that shifted and that changed, and now I hold the energy frequency of happiness and love, nurturing, it's been 15, 16 years now. With that change, that's what I attract back to me. I don't attract back anger anymore. And that's kind of, we're all kind of like radio towers and receivers because we're all sending signals and receiving them and responding back. And it's an automated process. Okay. This makes me think of two questions. Uh huh. Number one, I see it as, okay, we have to become aware I, of these, well, the meaning yes. we attach to things, but the ultimately the emotion. So if I become aware, man, I am always angry, impatient, stressed out, worry. Once you become aware how do you transform the energy which will change your reality? Right. Awareness is a huge key. And one of the things to train yourself to become aware is you can set a timer on your phone and have it go off every so often. So you can take a mental break, stop and assess. How do I feel? Do I have stress, worry and pressure? Or am I in a happiness? Am I in peace? Am I in balance? And if you're in the stress, worry, pressure category, you'll start learning and feeling what that is. Now, how do we change it? We can change it a number of different ways. And for me, if I was to work with clients, I would work with you and shift it and changing that energy in the deep subconscious, because we would find what event it got associated to, and we would change it and recode it to a different energy, something higher, like anger to happiness, for example. But something that you can do on your own to get started is just a really quick breathing exercise that I learned from a yogic healer. Every time we breathe in, we're breathing in all the good things our body needs, like oxygen. When we breathe out, we're breathing out the things our body does not need, like um, the toxins, the carbon dioxide. So if you know that you're in a stress, worry, pressure, for example, think of the opposite that you would rather feel might be peace, might be happiness. So all you have to do is when you breathe in, you think the word peace, you breathe out the word stress. And you do that for two or three minutes. Peace, stress. It's a conscious way to change the energy in the body. You will feel a physiological change. It will take time. It will take practice. It might take several months or several years to get yourself out of that stress state in the moment but it works. And it's one of the techniques that I use with myself. Once I uncover my awareness of how I feel and could I feel better in the moment? And if the answer is yes, I think of how I'd rather feel better. And I do that little exercise. Well, and I think, didn't you say it took you three months to release the 40 pounds? Right. It did. It just happened on its own right? because I wasn't going home to an anger, angry person. I wasn't in an angry state myself. Um, and I could relax and I could breathe and I could feel like I could just be myself. And then that was when I started teaching myself meditation by listening to Abraham Hicks of sitting there. Okay. They say no thought I'll try this. And I did it over and over and over, which led me to go to the ashram. Well, I just want to highlight there. So that took you only 90 days. I don't think that's a long period of time, but I'm assuming that you were consistent and showing up every day, doing that breath work, changing your, your right. thoughts and your emotions, which ultimately changed your actions. 
It did. And what I would do was I would sit in a chair after I put my children to bed between eight and nine, eight, eight thirty at night. And then I would sit there for as long as I could and just allow my imagination to go. I would practice my breathing uh, and I would try to get to an energy of no thought. And that was when I decided I really need to study meditation because I have all these thoughts, I can't control them. And I have all these energies, but I would just breathe through it. And during that period and during that time, everything started shifting and changing. And then here we are today. So can we get more into the quantum physics side of it, understanding this energy and the vibration and connecting to that new potential, everything, all possibilities already exist. I really want to hammer that one. So yes. if somebody is sitting there listening right now, like, wow, I'd, I'd really want more wealth or a better relationship or to get into it. It doesn't matter that fill in the blank. Right. If all possibilities already exist, Mm-hmm. what practices do you teach or can you share that one can start implementing right now to, to draw these experiences to them? Mm-hmm. The first thing that I would say would be have awareness to how you feel and then see where it got connected to in your body. And then what is the first time that you remember feeling that feeling in that part of your body? And that's the gateway that's going to open up to the subconscious. And then you can uncover what it was that you needed with what you felt. And then you can start asking for those changes. It all ties back to a lot of to Newton's three laws of motion. Every physical law has a spiritual component to it if you study physics. And with Newton's loss, once something is in motion, it will stay in motion. So once anger is in motion, it's going to stay in motion unless you counter it with a different emotion. And then once you counter with the opposite, it can, the object can change. Well, once your feeling is countered with a different emotion, that emotion can change. So it's just applying those physics laws to changing the vibration and the energy and the frequency of what that is. But for us, it gets associated to an event. So it's incredibly important to uncover the event that the feeling got associated to. Well, that's why they say emotion is energy in motion. Yes, it is. But I guess my question there would be, you know, I, and I I don't really want to go down this rabbit hole, but ultimately therapy keeps people stuck reliving that past memory, that past experience. So my question for you is if you're taking the time to feel the energy, to feel that, that first initial, aren't you going to get back into that story? When you first have the event and you know what the story is, you don't have to relive the story or relive the event. You just have to understand the, emotional component, how it felt. And then we just have to understand how you would rather feel. And then once we uncover that, one will overcome the other. So for example, um, I was presenting, I was in Connecticut and I had a live audience and I pulled a gentleman up from the audience and I asked him what he wanted to change. And he said, well, I want to create more money. Well, okay. Why? He goes, my two boys, they're going to be graduating high school in a couple of years and going to college. There's some things we want to do as a family. So I want to create more. 
And I said, well, how does it feel not creating more? And he goes, I am so frustrated. And he was angry about it. He goes, whatever I do, it just doesn't work. And I went, okay, where do you feel that out in the body? That frustration? He goes, it's all knotted up in my stomach and my gut. When was the first time you felt that there? And his memory, because it's connected to the body to through cellular memory, instantly recalled, my parents got divorced when I was nine. And I was so frustrated over that. I was a single child. They put me in the middle. They played tug of war. And I went, well, that's really interesting. He goes, we were comfortable as a family, but the more got divided up. So we were comfortable, but we never had the extra, which was his scenario today that they never had the extra. Why? Because he learned it when he was nine, not to have extra. I asked him what he needed. He goes, I want to feel a sense of pride and have my, my boys respect me for what I'm able to do. So we asked for that change energetically. And through physics, you can share in an energy field. And when you send that vibrational frequency, it can override because his subconscious got stuck on frustration. We opened up the doorway and said, oh, wait, pride and respect also exist. And that shifted. So then when it changed, I asked, what happened when you were nine? He goes, this is so weird. My parents still got divorced, but I wasn't in the middle anymore. I was happy and I was riding my bicycle up and down the street with my friends. It didn't affect me. I said, awesome. How does the stomach feel? He goes, it's not knotted anymore. It's gone. And he was a thinner man, but he looked like he dropped 20 pounds of vibrational weight off of him in front of everybody. And everyone's like, he looks thinner. Yeah. Well, it's two years later without changing anything he was doing, just the frequency that got associated with the event that kept him stuck. He created the more he and his boys and his wife were able to do what they wanted to do. And now they're in college. That was a 10 minute example of how quickly something can shift and change. Mm-hmm. I followed him and we've stayed in contact. And the only thing we changed was where his emotion got stuck to the event. The event didn't change, but how he felt about it did, which opened up the doorway for him to receive what he was asking for. So something you shared with me, um, I I wish I had written how, how you said it before we started recording, but what you're saying is, the events happened in our life, but it's the meaning we attach to it, the story we created around it. So yes. it's simply going back, same event, but rewriting this new story. So it's like it overrides the program, right? It does. Okay. So we're now, I'm just like walking through all this. So I understand it. We're overriding the program to now, now that our energy and our literally our vibration has changed. Right. Now we can, since that lack scarcity um, tight, not enough was overridden mm-hmm. to enough or abundance. That's why he was drawing that experience to him. Correct. Because his whole wow. paradigm changed. Shift. Right. Is this something? So I think another thing to talk about Abraham Hicks, it's just an mm-hmm. easy one to talk about. They're like a five-step process, but the first one is to ask, then you allow and, and surrender and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think some people get into the habit of asking and asking and asking, you know, I want that relationship. I want more money. So how do you ask? Mm -hmm. So allow. Okay. 
I put together five steps to instantly create and manifest from. It's a 16 minute video on my YouTube channel. It also crosses over to the website. And then there's also a meditation that's about five or six minutes that goes with it that you can follow. The first step is, is knowing what you want to ask for. And it opens up your crown chakra. You have to know. The second step is seeing it, which opens up your third eye, your clairvoyance. And make sure that you are in it with when you see it, um, because you don't want it to be like a car in the house without you being in the car at the house, being somewhere else. Um, The third step is to voice it out loud and it opens up your throat, which when you voice it, you voice it out loud. So it opens up the clairaudience, which is the third spiritual gift. And then you sit and you feel the energy of it, of what it's like to have that. And that opens up the clairsentient in the heart space. So all of your spiritual gifts are opened and all of your spiritual centers are open. And when you go through that step-by-step, the last step, the fifth step is the hardest step. And that's the energy of detachment, because you want to sit in that feeling energy of that you have this item until that feeling dissipates and it puts you into a complete meditative state. So you might sit there for five minutes. You might sit there for 45 minutes, but you have to fully detach that energy. Otherwise we're still attached to a mental outcome. And when it fully detaches, the universe can then conspire and bring you what you're asking for often better than what you asked for. Now, if you find yourself asking for the same thing again, you didn't fully detach, choose something new every single day, because if you're asking for the same thing, you're still attached, there's still expectation, and then it will not return to you as quickly because there's energy, emotion, and feeling associated with the attachment of, well, maybe I'm not enough. He's not here yet. Where's my soulmate? How come I didn't, you know? Yeah. And we get into that energy you know, God doesn't love me, things like that. People will say and blame outside of themselves and get caught up in that energy. Uh, And then it creates frustration and energy and blame and all of that rather than, oh, well, I asked for it. Of course it's coming and be in the happiness and just go live life, be nurtured, have compassion, be in that peaceful state because it'll happen like that every single time if you do. So I like visuals. And while you were sharing that, here's what came to me. So the five steps quick, cause I just wrote them down is to know what you want to see it, say it, feel it, detach. Yep. So in the detachment stage, you're right. I think that is the hardest for people because they want to know how they want to know when. And I always well, say, and where, why, and how, yeah, I always say the, how is not your job. So, but the visual I got was almost like white knuckling or holding grains of sand, holding so tight, trying to control the outcome. Mm-hmm. And instead for me, detachment means to let go to literally yeah. like let it, the sand run through, but also look, letting mm-hmm. go is opening your hands to receive to like your, your, mm-hmm. well, I guess open to receive. So for me, I just want to clarify is detachment, letting go of the, how the, when the, where. Yes. Because the all of those details will be filled in. I often okay. use the analogy of tug of war. You're holding the end of the rope, but the okay. universe has the other end. Now in a game of tug of war, you're both pulling, you're holding on to, you're attached. You want the outcome and the, the rope is the, the cord. But when you release it and you're playing with somebody else, what happens? They fall, you detach. 
But when you let go of it with the universe, the universe goes, oh, here, let me bring it back to you. And you've released it. When you let go, usually your hands are are open at the bottom, just like you were, you're saying with the grains of sand. Absolutely. It's releasing that energetic cord we hold on to. I love that. Okay. Something else you shared with me that I think it's important to talk about, um, because the whole financially fit, which is a, the mm-hmm. book you wrote, can you explain the words we speak, you know, the thoughts yeah. and emotions and feelings around money, our personal value and how it correlates to literally our current wealth? Yes, absolutely. Um, one of the things that I uncovered over the last 12 years working with clients was that when they got to the heart of the issue, they would say things like, I just wanted to know that I'm worthy or that I'm enough and I'm valued and appreciated. And one day I realized that money is a form of energy that's outside of us. But in the financial services world, we use the exact same words. Here's your net worth. Your portfolio value is. Your assets appreciated. Do you have enough money to fund XYZ goal? And if you didn't feel like you were enough on the inside, then what was happening was you didn't have enough on the outside to fund your goal. The words were identical. The feelings are the same underneath, but we were only applying it to maybe money, not necessarily our sense of self. And what was happening was when clients made those changes and their sense of self increased, money on the outside also increased for them. And we might've been talking about a health issue. So it's the universe is an all or nothing. You send out the vibration, it comes back. It doesn't compartmentalize or separate. We do that. So when we send out a frequency, it comes back to you in all areas of your life. And I was watching this. And then I realized that there was things that were happening and little words that we would use, like having a judgment. Well, we judge people, we criticize people as a vice, but yet you can have a judge, you can have a judgment or a lean against your house. And some of those words, you know, green with envy, envy and jealousy or vices. And that relates back to money, green with envy. And if you wanted to be in a, you know, a state of peace, here, have a piece of pie, balance your checkbook. Those are virtues, balance and peace and harmony and, and uh, those types of energies. And so everything relates back to energy, which money is the form of energy, but we put so much emphasis on the outside of it. It started taking place of who we are in our own divine essence on the inside. And what financially fit is, is the subconscious part of money that we don't realize to restore balance back to you to from the inside to affect your world fluidly in the outside and create more because you are worthy you are enough and you matter this makes me think uh i had a guest a few weeks ago and she she was sharing money and i loved this analogy i never heard it like this before but money is like a resource just like oxygen mm-hmm. and nobody is going around or has beliefs i'm not enough i'm not worthy of the next breath mm-hmm. But also what you shared earlier, it makes me think, wow, if you go back to, and a lot of times it comes from our childhood, the stories we heard around money. Mm -hmm. If you go back to, oh, do you remember when, let's just say mom and dad were arguing over money. Maybe I attached meaning, oh, money means fight. Money is negative. So I don't want it. Mm -hmm. And then that can create in your adulthood, lack, scarcity, not enough. Because you're, you're literally resisting it. 
Correct. Absolutely correct. And that's what we talk about in Financially Fit. That's what we talk about in the Financially Fit program and how to take that and change it and create it into a different reality. Yeah. And money is just a symbol, you know, like money is literally paper and coins. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that we are beyond Absolutely. worthy, but I, I like that. So what you were saying, sorry, I feel like I got off topic. What yeah. you were saying is when we talk about, if you pay attention, again, this is all around awareness. Yes. If you pay attention to how you talk about your own self-worth and your value, see how that is relating to your current financial state. Yes, absolutely. Dang. Absolutely. Okay. Something else you shared with me. I asked you your billboard message. It's one I like asking guests and, uh-huh. um, That simply means what is the one message you want to share with humanity? What did you tell me? I said, live the life you love and love the life you live. So it's all about creating the life that you truly want to live in your present day reality and that you love every aspect of it. So if you're in a home or a relationship or a work environment that you don't 100% love it, then it's time for a change. Look at the lessons it taught you and see and move into what you absolutely love to do. Because when that happens, you increase in vibration naturally. And it's all about living and loving your life. This makes me think it's one of my favorite songs currently. And I'm going to, I forget who it's by, but it's called Vacation. And the first line of the song is more or less loving life. I always feel like I'm on vacation and it it Mm -hmm. states something about if you don't like your life, change it. Exactly. But I feel like so many people are in relationships for the kids or they're staying at the job for the money or, and it's like, how, what is the message you want to say other than, you know, live the life you love, love the life you live. How would you want to ignite change in someone to almost like shake them you're so much more, you can have more, you can have this loving, amazing relationship. You can have a job or business that you freaking love to show up to every day. Yes. Why wouldn't you choose that? Right. And a lot of it comes to um, people will say limiting belief patterns, but it's also about the emotional energy that's underneath it. At the time where I couldn't digest food and I was living in that anger state, I went through my mind when I uncovered the infidelity of my marriage and what was happening. I thought I had to stay married because I had two small children. And that was something that I looked at and considered. And I went, well, If I was a child, would I want to live in that state? And I went, no. Would I be better if I wasn't in that angry environment? Well, yes. And there would be less stress and less frustration. And then my second one was, well, if I get divorced, I can't because of money. And money is never a reason. And then I realized after working through that, that at the time in my career, I made two thirds of the income assets would get divided in half and I would be better off not being married. Mm-hmm. And I started looking at every possible scenario and I worked through it step by step. And from the time I uncovered to the time that I actually filed for divorce, I took about six months to make that decision, working through all of the different energies and working through myself with the best that I could with the skills that I had at the time and realize that was the decision I needed to make for me. Other people, if you went through that, you might choose to stay. It's going to be whatever the vibrational energy is that feels the highest to you is your answer. 
And each and every one of us is going to be completely different in that. And it might be some other scenario that's a combination of things. So living your life that you love and loving the life that you live, make sure that you're playing full out and creating the experiences that you want. If you're staying in a job just because of the money, I'm going to tell you if you really ignited your own passion and did that, you're probably going to make three times. So it's fear. Fear, doubt, and disbelief is what keeps us stuck in those patterns. And that's exactly what I worked through for those six months until I made the decision for me and moved forward. So I think you nailed it, um, that it's an inside job. It is. And you also said the fear, doubt, and disbelief. I also agree that those are the three major things holding most people back. Yes. But with this fear, doubt, and disbelief back to the emotions and how, mm-hmm. is that what it is? That it's the emotions of fear and doubt, which right. leads to self-sabotage and all the, right. all the, and those energies are not love. And for you to be in perfect divine harmony with the universe is an energy of love, pure, raw love. And what doesn't exist in that? Everything else. Yeah. I know. I, I'm, I'm like feeling that. And mm-hmm. even the few breaths, I, I just like, I tend to, my stress and worry or whatever are tightness in my chest. Mm-hmm. But even these couple deep breaths I've taken while you were talking, I just, yeah. I felt a release. Yes. Oh, I can breathe. So the antidote to fear, doubt, and disbelief is faith, trust, and belief. So when you start trusting and you have faith Mm. and you believe, that will open up the doorway to that pure, raw, love, higher vibrational energy, and it will start counteracting, counteracting the fear, doubt, and disbelief. Okay. So I can't make this up. And I love this. I have to share with you this mug I've been drinking from. Yes. I literally Mm -hmm. bought yesterday. Nice. It says faith before fear. And I I have tons of quotes around my house, but I just love Ray Dunn. I love her mugs. But again, Mm -hmm. I believe it comes down to having a disciplined mind. Are you feeding faith or are you feeding fear? Here's mine. Just a little heart. Love. Yeah. Okay, Donna, we, I feel like we could talk for hours because there's so much more to cover, but for what we have discussed today, what do you feel is the key takeaway you want listeners to get? I'm going to share a mantra that I wrote for myself during all of those difficult times that I talked about. And I actually have it in a painting in my house and some other things. And I share this openly with people and it is trust and you will see, believe, and you will know, have faith all is well, follow your heart and spirit will lead you. So it's when you follow the love, you'll be led in the right direction every single time. Is that what you would say to reprogram your thoughts, which are attached to your emotions to get you into that high vibe state? That's exactly where I started 15 years ago. That's amazing. Until I got the skill set to what I do today. But yes, I would repeat that often, like an affirmation throughout the entire day to reset my mind and refocus my energy. When, because I mean, I wasn't healthy. I was thinking I was going to die. I was going through a divorce and then the whole financial thing happened and, and trust and you will see, believe and you will know, have faith, all is well, follow your heart, spirit will lead you. I love that. Thank you for, I was actually going to ask you to repeat it. So I, look, we're connected. You already <laughs> was asking. Okay. So to wrap up the interview, I have a couple rapid fire questions for you. Okay. 
What is a quote or motto that you live by? You know, I used to think things were about success and failure. And then I realized it might've been just the experience, but it's not even just the experience that we create because the experience, if you liked it, repeat it. If you didn't quit doing it, it's really about finding the silver lining gifts in all things. So if it was a, what you considered a failure or not a good experience, something good, something amazing came from that. And it's for you to recognize because that's who you are in your gifts. Yes. I love that. What is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Oh my goodness. Um, Currently reading, I have to reread Think and Grow Rich for a speaking engagement coming up here soon. And then Outwitting the Devil, both of them are with Sharon Lecter. Um, My favorite book of all time, though, is a children's book. It's called Old Turtle and the Broken Truth by Douglas Wood. And it has some amazing, amazing um, perspectives in that. Awesome. I love Outwitting the Devil. That's, That's a phenomenal book. All right. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? Oh my gosh. Playful out. Don't hold back. Just go for it. What a great note to end on. Donna, thank you so much for joining me. Mm, Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. And yes, we could probably talk for hours. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.